Welcome to the Further Light Podcast, brought to you and presented by Wisconsin Freemasonry, helping you accomplish your Masonic goals through education and more light. And now, I introduce to you, Brother Chris Ludke. This is Brother Chris Lidke, and today I want to explore grammar. Go back with me for a moment to your early grade school experience. You sit in a classroom and listen to the teacher drone on about the use of a comma. This may seem trivial and have little use in second grade, but knowing the difference between let's eat grandpa and let's eat grandpa seems rather important on reflection. So, What gets us from the word salad writing of our youth to your current eloquent speech? Well, it's grammar, the base on which language is built and the first of the seven liberal arts. My goal today is to introduce you to grammar. What is it? Why is it important? How was it used in classical traditions that birthed the seven liberal arts? So what is grammar? Well, according to William Preston, grammar teaches the proper arrangement of words according to the idiom or dialect of any particular people and enables us to speak or write a language with accuracy, agreeable to reason and correct usage. This art encompasses studying written works and the forms of writing. This often happened through memorization and reading of classical texts. Learning and diagramming the parts of speech became common, and other language-related knowledge like spelling and vocabulary have grown out of grammar studies. Sometimes there is a misconception that language has grammar only when the language is written. Spoken languages, or the oral versions of them, are in this case, free of grammar, but this is, of course, far from true. The grammatical structures are there, and we learn them during the process that is called language acquisition. We don't just know. We are not aware of the underlying grammatical rules and structures that make our speech intelligible by other speakers of the language. In this regard, grammar, to attempt to simplify a definition, is the body of the rules, the totality of the linguistic conventions that make a tongue universally understandable for each member of the community. These are agreed-upon rules that society has put into place so we better understand each other. Certain basic notions and concepts, of course, are commonly found in all languages. Names of things and beings, known as nouns. Names for their attributes, adjectives. Words denoting actions, verbs, and the capacity to combine those in a specific order to convey an idea, i.e. a sentence. And the scientific discipline describing and organizing the rules pertaining to these concepts is grammar. Now let's look at a brief history of grammar. I know you've never heard such an exciting introduction as let's talk about the history of grammar. Just bear with me here. As early as the 5th century BC, grammar was developed in Sanskrit, 
But what has become known as traditional grammar was originally conceived by the Greeks. Once again, the Greeks become a very important part of the seven liberal arts. They were also among the first to establish an alphabetic writing system. This innovation led to the beginning of literary writing as we know it. And from these, the need for a grammar developed so that people could better understand and appreciate what was written. By the first century BC, the Greek Dionysus had defined grammar as something that permitted a person to either speak a language or speak about that language and how its components relate. Latin grammars will emerge later, mostly relying on Greek as a basis. Almost 2,000 years later, our English grammar will evolve from Latin. The use of Latin grammar as a basis for English led to an emphasis being laid on a prescriptive type of grammar. And these traditional types of grammar rules would be laid down for the formulation of correct usage of the language. Rather than the grammar being a description of the actual way in which a language was being used, it is a set of rules. So it's not a description. It's not a description of a soccer match and what's going on on the pitch, but it's defining the rules of that match. What can and cannot be done? How can we articulate ourselves? So why do we need grammar today? Well, none of this is, of course, acquired naturally, as we've talked about. Nobody, no matter how smart, just picks up spelling and punctuation without being instructed. In spoken language, it is obvious from the context where pauses are and where emphasis in, is placed. In written language, it is not. And as an aside, this is the problem with culture today where emails and text messages take the place of personal conversations. We tend to lose those nuances that we see in the language that would typically give us clues as to someone's emotional state or what is particularly important. And this is the problem. As soon as you move into written language in modern day email, text, etc., you need a set of rules that allow you to convey those same pauses, those same accents. Grammar at heart is the difference between knowing your, your, and your. Because writing is so much harder to understand than speech, we all need a certain amount of teaching in order to be able to do it. But does this mean that we need to be taught what a fronted adverbial or coordinated conjunction is? Well, Probably not, but we do need some basics. With practice, you acquire a feel for where a comma or full stop should go. So why do we need to learn the meta-language of grammar? Well, grammar organizes written word into clear and intelligible text. It allows us to communicate fine nuance in speech, and as a result, allows us to organize our thoughts, turning a mass of ideas into a cohesive message. The bare minimum is probably fairly basic, but probably looks like the following. First, we need to understand how words work. So what are the parts of speech? What is subject-verb agreement and what is tense? Then we need to understand how to write a clear sentence. What are the elements of clauses and sentences? What are types of sentences? And how do we use those pesky things known as commas? 
Finally, we need to understand how to create a coherent text, a collection of those sentences, using topic sentences, paragraphs, introductions, and conclusions. This all becomes particularly important. After all, look at one of the most famous collections of writing the world has ever known, the Bible. Scholars are constantly arguing about the grammar that we see due to different translations of the Bible and use that to completely change meaning. We see the same in courtrooms where they discuss contracts. We see the same all around us. Grammar allows us to organize our thoughts in written word. So to draw this together, to conclude these, this larger idea, the art of grammar then is not just a stage of life between the ages of 5 and 10. It is not learning the facts of all subjects by rote memory. The art of grammar is equipping you to read and comprehend a well-written text, making it part of your memory. Of course, I do not deny the importance of careful instruction in syntax, vocabulary, or the other aspects of classical and medieval grammar, but these are taught using great written works. Grammar exists to organize our thoughts, to create separations and clauses, to ensure clarity of word. Without the training to handle words with precision and accuracy, we will fail to express our own thoughts or communicate them to others. Grammar creates the base on which we can build the next liberal art, which is rhetoric, or the ability to deliver the message organized by grammar. Are you interested in learning more about Freemasonry in Wisconsin? Visit wisconsinmasons.org. That's w-i-masons.org to learn more about masonry and access further educational content and further lighten masonry. Thank you for listening. <laughs>